Hello, this is Bill Lytell, another wisdom for your walks and thoughts, meditations that I've gathered up through the life of uh, coming up on uh, 50 years of living as a born-again Christian for God and wanting to do the right thing. I just wanted to share a few of these things with you. One of them is, um, the title of this is, The Gig is Over. The Gig is Over. Years ago on a motorcycle trip, Tom Cronin and I stopped by Elvis Presley's, uh, while we were running through that area at Memphis, and I said, I've never been to Elvis Presley's house, I'm going to go to Elvis Presley's house. So he'd been dead for quite a while. When he first died, they lined up around his property every day and left all kinds of memorabilia and gifts and all kinds of things for Elvis Presley, which had been gone. Uh, many of you remember Elvis Presley, know Elvis Presley, of Elvis Presley. That group of us dying off already. But there was a time Elvis was probably the most famous name in the world. Everybody around the world knew him. You could go about anywhere in the world and you'd hear the name Elvis Presley. And uh, so it is uh, interesting when we went, went to the house and when he died in the 70s, uh, he was in his 40s, I think 42 years old. He died of an overdose. He had nine different drugs in him. He would take drugs to sleep, then he'd take drugs to uh, stay awake. He, he uh, basically played all night with his friends and my entourage, and then he would sleep during the day. He died with a woman in his bed that was not his wife, which was normal for him. And... He, he just rode a tidal wave of popularity from an 18, 19-year-old young man. Uh, and, and he was chosen by the evil one to be his representative for a thing called rock and roll music, which introduced this demon and released this demon worldwide. And so, you know, he was, he was surrounded by hired help, hired friends in his house. They left it the same. We walked through it, got a thorough tour Looked in, he built a room. He won so many awards and accolades of the world that he had a, literally a, an award uh, building built where he had his gold records and outfits and different things he had purchased. He had two jets, a 727 and as well as a Learjet that he had. He had a, a front man went up and got meetings ready for him, concerts ready for him that he would flap in the Learjet or the 727. He had his old 727 uh decorated uh, with blue suede shoe theme, all all that whole plan. He got anything he wanted and everything he wanted. He died with $750 million in the bank. But the key is, and the point is, he died. The gig is over. That's what I kept thinking in my mind. That was his terminology, by the way. The gig. We got another gig. The gig is over. Now, the Bible says uh, there's a way that seems right unto a man but the end thereof are the ways of death. That's mentioned twice in almost an exact duplicate in Proverbs 14, 12 and Proverbs 16, 25. The ways of a man seem right into himself. You know, and that's a catch 22, by the way. If everything you do and say and act seems right, then why would you change? Uh, you perceive everything and filter everything through your vision that, that what you say and what you do are typically right. And it is a catch-22 unless God helps you and intervenes for you and you become broken and contrite. That's why God uh, prefers to have broken and contrite people around him rather than proud, proud folks. Proud folks do it their way. It's a Frank Sinatra syndrome 
where he did it his way, which, by the way, was one of Elvis's favorite songs at the end of his life. I did it my way. But you know what, Elvis? The gig's over. Other people own your house. You got people going through your stuff, your most private stuff. Ultimately, we're coming up to the place where a lot of the younger generation don't even know who Elvis is, not interested in his music. Uh, here he was worshipped, literally worshipped like a god. I mean, you can say what you want, but when he'd go places, they screamed, they yelled, they frothed over him, they, they worshipped him like a god. And when he died, they brought all their offerings to his house, the edge of his property, for years and years that went on. Now most of the people that followed him are in their 70s and 80s. Many of them already died. But the gig's over. What, I, what I've gone about for the last 40, 43 years as an ordained preacher is basically telling people the gig's the gig you're in, the life you're in, whatever you're doing, it's going to have a day where it's over. The end thereof are the ways of death. Um, when you lust, it turns into sin, and sin when it's finished brings forth death. James chapter 1. And no matter how much people may be enjoying their yachts and their jobs and their the fruit of their labor and everything, ultimately somebody else has all that stuff. You give it away. The gig's over. I was always concerned as a young man. What about the end of the thing? I mean, you got to have a pretty small view of life to only want to, hey, let's just have a good time for 20, 30 years, 40 years. And then we're going to have to pay our dues for eternity. That's just crazy. I've had some lobster and knock your socks off. I've went down on places where over 500 lobster caught in one day, speared fish, black grouper, red grouper, 20, 30 pounders, 58 pounders, my record black grouper. God has given in my vacation time some, some of the most phenomenal vacation, seeing things that maybe nobody else ever saw before as possible where we went. And yet, I realized that when we were done with a vacation time and we came home, that was just that turned into just being a memory. And so even on our vacation time, we were very important that we wanted to uh, make sure that we use it for eternity. In other words, wherever we ate, we left gospel tracts, talked to people about Jesus. The women that cleaned our condominium, we stayed at in Key West, we left gospel tracts. Some of them were... Russian, some of them Romanian. We went and got Romanian tracks, Russian tracks. I had a, a girl, a little Russian girl come out to the dock one day. It was cleaning our room, and she had one of those gospel tracks, and she said in broken English, I want this, I want this. And we got to talk to her about Jesus and being saved. She got saved. I sent her materials, follow-up materials in Russian. She didn't know really enough English, and we didn't know enough English to communicate much at all. And we tried to use, every, every time I was down there, we'd go to local church course, Key West Baptist Temple. And I preached there for 35 years during my vacation here, there, and on. Got to know those people, kind of a second church. And we got to do wonderful things. It was a time of vacation. Most of the week, we uh, lobstered and speared fish. But I realized that the, the eternal things of that trip eternal things, the things that counted were the spiritual things. I needed rest. I needed a change up. I needed to get my mind out of the books and uh, out of solving people's problems and hearing troubles to just looking at God's nature for a while and, and exercising. I got in tremendous physical shape for those vacations and they were life-saving to me and helped me to reset and get creative again, come back to the church and bless it for 11 months. 
And, but yet I always realize that, hey, look, man, the gig's over. When you get done with your vacation, the gig's over. It ain't coming back. It's just, it's just a memory to you, that's all. It's a little short memory. I mean, you know, you get a little warm feeling about a memory, but a memory's not as good as actually doing it, right? I mean, you know, you remember something. It's nice, but it's not as good as when you did it. And, and, and the Holy Spirit whispered in my ear, do those things which are eternal. Do the th- Obey me and listen to me and sow to the Spirit and you'll reap of the Spirit everlasting life. Because someday your gig's going to be over. And he was talking to me. My gig's going to be over. I mean, someday, unless the rapture comes, they're going to fold my hands in death, as it were. Hey, it's going to happen to you. I buried almost 200 people, a little over 200 people at the gospel. People I loved, went with, ate with, called with, we laughed with, we worked with, we cried together, and their gig's over. Their life, their gig, as it were, it's over. And and what and one, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ really will last. And what are you doing? What about when your gig's over? What are you going to look back on? You ought to take time. Oh, my, my, you ought to take time to look back and read your own biography and say, hey, what have I sown? Have I sown to the flesh? Have I sown to the spirit? Well, we all have both. The question is how much of the flesh and how much of the spirit have you sown? I encourage you today with this little podcast, sow to the spirit. So to the things which are eternal. First of all, identify what's eternal, what counts. You can do that by reading the Bible. You'll find out what God wants, what's eternal, what's going to last. And you're also going to find out from the Bible what's temporary. And what's, uh, the, as the Bible says, uh, Moses avoided the pleasure of sin for a season. Moses saw it. Man, Moses, of all the people in the Bible, he saw, uh, the Bible says that seeing him was invisible. He saw the invisible as the eternal and the visible as the temporal. He got it. He understand there was going to be a day when his gig was over. And he could have been the Prince uh, Charming of, of Egypt and had women and pleasure and everything you can imagine and money and honor and, and fame and glory. And he, But yet he knew with all of that, it would only become a memory someday. And that someday he was going to have to answer to God with what he did with his body and what he did in his actions, whether they be good or bad, he knew that. And everybody, everybody, someday is going to stand before God and give account of themselves to God. How about you? What's going to happen when your gig is over? May the Lord help you. Wisdom for your walk. And may you end well.